Welcome everyone to the Secret Truths, in- your inconvenient truths exposed. This is your host Mark Willison, along with our co-host Scott Patton. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm uh, I'm doing well, Mark. It's uh, a beautiful day, and uh, even though I live close to the coast, I happen to be on the west coast, and uh, the ocean just looks wonderful. Blue. It's great. The uh, seagulls are flying and the fish are swimming and uh, everyone's playing at the beach. Well, I'm glad to hear that because uh, and I just got back from uh, from Tampa, Florida, and, and the beach there is, is wonderful as well. But i got to say, it was really disappointing when we were flying over Louisiana to see how in person the massive, you know, just how really massive this oil spill is. Mm. And... And, I mean, you can see the smoke coming off of it where they're trying to burn it, and it was just absolutely incredible. They're trying to burn the oil on the water? Yeah, well, they're trying to burn it off. They're trying to use the chemicals to to disperse this stuff. They're trying to do anything that they can possibly do to keep this stuff from washing ashore onto the, you know, along, along the beaches and right. uh, along the coast there. That would be such a tragedy. And you would not believe the reaction of everybody on the airplane is, you know, as the pilot is saying, and look out your left window, and that's where the oil spill is happening, and people are just, you know, all of a sudden the hot topic on the airplane is this oil spill, and and it was uh, it was pretty intense. People are just thoroughly disgusted, and they're pretty fired up and pissed off about, you know, the reaction. You know, we've been into this thing 35 days now, and it seems like, you know, nothing's been done about it. And, you know, it doesn't seem, you know, I, I, we don't know if anything is going to be done about it. Right. You know, we, uh, apparently tomorrow they're going to try a new, a new technique called uh, top killing. And they're going to, you know, try and inject a bunch of mud or something into this well and, and get it to slow down enough where they can actually seal it with, with concrete or something. But uh, I'm looking at the statistics on the internet here, and, and BP is claiming that they have, they expect a 60 to 70 percent success rate on this, uh, with this, well, with this attempt here. But then on the other side, you look at what the Obama, the Obama administration is is saying about it, and they're claiming that the chance of success from this uh, this top kill is only maybe 10 percent. And I thought, wow, that is quite the discrepancy between. Uh, between the company that's caused this problem and then the government that's, you know, at this point should be more or less in charge of cleaning up this disaster or at least regulating, you know, regulating this whole process because, you know, I mean, I'm certainly of the opinion that, that BP, you know, was negligent and, and caused this thing and, and all of that kind of stuff. But when it starts affecting, you know, the entire country and multiple states and stuff, I mean, I isn't that what our federal government is for? Is to protect, you know, to protect the nation? Well, you, I really wonder why they haven't, you know, sent the military in and I don't know what, you know, done something. It just strikes me as uh, absolutely ludicrous. Uh, I, I understand, however, that President Obama is heading down to uh, Louisiana on Friday to review the efforts to stop the oil spill. But yep. I mean, it sounds like he's, uh, you know, he's about ready to go have a take a couple more photo ops down there. And but, you know, what is he actually going to do? That's that's what you know. I'm, I keep wondering. I'm like, well, it's 
you know, it's Memorial Day weekend, and he's going to go down there and see what's, you know, happening firsthand and witness all of this. But, but you know, I I don't know. I guess I just expect a whole lot more. I, w- I want him to come out and say something or do something. Well, really do something. That's right. I'm, at the, I'm at the point right now. I'm, you know, I want to see some results from all of this stuff. You or know, at I, least some details, right? Like um, when he announced his Friday trip to the Gulf Coast, the White House uh, said it had mobilized one of the largest responses to a catastrophic event in history. Well, now, I'm a copywriter, okay? And I think uh-huh. I might have wrote, I could have written that sentence. Right? <laughs> mobilized <laughs> one of the largest, m- mobilized, actually I could improve it. Mobilized <laughs> the most, the, one of the most massive responses to uh, an unbelievably catastrophic event in U.S. history. Uh, or in the in the history of the world since the comet or asteroid hit the uh, the uh, the Gulf and destroyed all the dinosaurs. Yeah, there you go. You I, know, but like that's right. so. But what does that mean? Like, you know, if you said, look, we mobilized one of the largest responses to a catastrophic event in history. We have sent over, you know, 10,000 engineers and uh, environmental experts. We have mobilized, you know, 15 destroyers to support those people. We have, you know, but like, what is this largest response? Like, you, you flew over. Did you see a bunch of people around there? You know, not it, it certainly uh, it certainly wasn't what you would expect. It yeah. was it was uh, you know there was maybe a couple of ships hanging out in the vicinity, but it didn't, it certainly didn't look like uh, any kind of major massive mobilization of resources to me. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was really frustrating to to see that and and to hear other people's frustrations about it too. You know, I mean, sometimes you know we're kind of on the fringe of of the mainstream opinion about certain things, but uh, I think in this particular case, you know, the rest of the country and in particular in the rest of the world too, you know, not just the United States, but but all around the globe, you know, people are people are paying attention to this and and they're they're pretty frustrated with the whole situation. Yeah, it's terrible. And here, you know, I just found out another little piece of information. Talk about wanting to uh, throw. Uh, <laughs> more fire on the oil spill, I guess. But the uh, the offshore drilling contractor, okay, the company that ran the drill, uh-huh. uh, they're going to pay a dividend to their shareholders. Can you believe that? That is just absolutely baloney to me. I can't. That is that is just so wrong. It's. I mean, it's as bad as the freaking, you know, the the Wall Street bankers getting, you know, ma- you know, those CEOs that are ran their companies right into the ground, you know, getting these hundred millions of dollar bonuses. It's the same yeah. thing. And and he, here's how it makes it worse, okay? Uh, according to, so the company, by the way, uh, is TransOcean Limited, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, they're, um, they're the owner of the rig that uh, has the problem. And I guess they're the owner of the rig and British Petroleum is running the rig, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. And so, according to a Transocean press release, after the meeting in Zug, Switzerland, shareholders authorized a cash distribution of 3.44 Swiss francs, or about $3.11 per share, to be paid in four quarterly installments based on total issued shares, about $1 billion. 
dollars. Wow. Okay. Then they went on to say the payment of this dividend will not impact the company's ability to meet its legal obligations relating to the Deepwater Horizon accident. Well, of the, course not. The uh, the legal obligation is only seventy five million. Yeah. Well, and they also said they have insurance coverage for the for it and other insurances in place for claims following the incident. So basically, what I say is our insurance will look after that, so it's not actually going to impact our business at all. And and this is this comes down to I, I I'm pretty sure you would agree with me one of the major problems in that there's no responsibility. Like oh, you're you know, right. Why is the, not the you know the president of BP and the president of Transocean should be like sitting in the White House, uh, you know, having it talking with the President Obama about like okay, what did you you know because here's the thing right. How many offshore drilling contraptions, rigs, are there in the world or off the U.S. coast? Right. It's not the only one, right? So, right. you know, we had this accident here. Is it just by the grace of God we haven't had it all over the place? I, I would, you know, I would have to say yes because, you know, MM, the MM, the Minerals Management Service, the guys that are supposed to be inspecting these rigs to, to main, you know, make sure that they're, up to standard, if you will. This it turns out that you know they're supposed to be inspecting these rigs once per month, and over the past several years that has not been happening. And in addition to that, last year the MMS actually gave the rig that blew up here they gave them a freaking award for their excellent safety history. And wow. when I saw that, I just could not I could not even believe it. And then I'm listening to audio clips. You know, I was, I was listening to the radio, and they're playing audio clips of Obama talking about, you know, when he gets elected, this is going to be the turning point when, you know, when we start to see that the oceans, you know, the oceans rising is going to be slowing down, and and all of the, you know, the the pollution or or, or problems with the environment start, you know, start slowly reversing. Mm-hmm. And, and now here we are, where I think he's. You know, I think I think during his administration, far more damage has has happened. You know, maybe not directly under his directive or anything like that, but right. But during, you know, on his watch. On his watch, good way of putting it. There is, you know, this is. I, I can't think of anything that happened during during Bush's term that. Uh, the, the, I mean, certainly Hurricane Katrina was. You know, you can't blame that on him. Yeah, you can't say and, that he forgot to. Uh, plug something somewhere (laughs) and this hurricane hit (laughs) that's right too much hot air in 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 washington dc caused the low pressure zone and the hurricane rushed in and got louisiana or in new orleans that's Uh, right i mean these rigs are supposed to you know all around the rest of the world it's required that these rigs have emergency shutoff valves you know in the in the event of i mean Duh, if you're drilling for oil and you're running things through a pipeline and all that kind of stuff, you know, you have the potential for for a problem, for having yeah. a leak or a pipe break or something like that. And so yeah. it's like, I mean, at your house or, or you know, if, if you go to any business or any building that I've ever been into, in a, you know, I'm in, I'm in the electrical background, they have this thing called the emergency shutoff switch where you can kill the power to the whole entire building if it, you know, in a case of an emergency. And, you know, I'm not a plumber, but I believe the same is exactly true with, with the water supply. You can actually go in and turn off, you know, there's a valve to turn off the entire water supply. Yeah, yeah. And, 
you know, I'm apparently it only, you know, for the technology to, to implement that safety valve, that shutoff valve into place would have only cost them $500,000. Yeah, and they've already spent over $350 million on yeah. the cost of this bill. Oh, and, and they, they claim that they have insurance companies that are going to back this up? I, I wanted, I wanted to, I'm glad you brought that up because Reuters just had another uh, uh, release or uh, another article went out. Transocean insurer sues to block BP oil spill claim. So Lloyds of London has asked the U.S. court to block a claim filed by BP seeking damages against driller Transocean, which is, of course, who said they had insurance to cover this, which right. drilled the well, which is currently gushing crude into the Gulf of Mexico. Lloyd's underwriting syndicates and other insurers who provided $700 million to cover Transocean lodged a case in federal court with Houston, in Houston arguing that the policies provided to Transocean preclude claims related to environmental damage caused by leaks. So they argue that uh, they're only liable to pay um, uh, makes it only makes it liable for environmental damage caused by any spills from its rigs, which exploded and sank. Gotcha. And it's so BP said it lodged a claim against the insurers, but declined to comment further. So, but it, the thing is, even if BP was awarded the full seven hundred million dollars, the uh, it would only. And it's interesting that Transocean, which owns it, is Swiss based, right? Right. You know, let's keep it, uh, you know, as far away from being responsible or. Uh, uh, accountable in the United States. It would only right. be a small fraction of the total bill for the cleanup operation and compensating people who suffered losses due to the spill. Analysts at UBS put the likely cost of this at $12 billion. Wow. And, and, I, and I think that's highly, highly conservative. I mean, yeah. Well, and not only that, Transocean is, it just gave out a billion, like when they gave out a billion dollars to their shareholders, it sounds like let's get the money out of the company before this thing, you know, closes, you know, collapses, right. bankrupts us, basically, right? Absolutely. And, oh, there's no money to pay for it. Sorry, we can go bankrupt or whatever, and you can sell the rigs. And, like, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. That's because you gave all your money away as fast as you could. Yeah, that's exactly, you know, that's, uh, sounds kind of, it sounds like a whole other Enron deal all over again. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just, this is just unbelievable to me that, uh, you know, all the stuff is going on, but, you know, I, I got online and I was looking, you know, if you go to BP's website, you can actually see the live video feed of the of the oil pumping out of this thing. Wow. And apparently the only reason that that feed exists is because one of the Democratic uh, congressmen, you know, absolutely demanded that it become available. And, you know, I guess what happened was he, you know, this congressman was, you know, had the feed, you know, because he's a congressman, he was able to get the feed for himself. And what he did is he put it up on his website, and he had so many people, you know, logging in to, you know, to watch this thing that he decided he was going to press to make it, you know, mandatory that BP make it public. And so as I'm digging around a little more, it turns out there's actually 12 feeds of video going on. And we're only seeing the one tiny little one here. And to make matters worse, there's no video of their attempt to cap this thing with their, their little concrete, you know, shell or whatever they were going to put on it. They don't have any video of that. And what they're saying with this uh, top kill process that they're going to attempt tomorrow is that they're not going to have that on live video. Hmm. And I think, you know, it makes me wonder, are they even trying? I mean, are they totally full of it? Did they even try and 
do what they said they were going to do? And Or is it all this ice crystals, just a bunch of smoke and mirrors to, you know, to distract people from the fact that they didn't even attempt it in the first place? Right. And you think I, I they really would have a little more confidence. You you would absolutely think so. And, but it's got, it's kind of interesting. I was taught, when I was uh, coming back from Florida, I'm sitting in the Denver airport talking to this engineer, and he's you know, he he designs and builds bridges for a living. And so we got into the discussion about uh, you know pumping concrete down into the hole to seal this thing up, and and he's basically telling me that that there's no you know that to to actually the actually do this and implement that technique you have a ship that's sitting on top of the ocean so it's you know affected by the waves it it doesn't just sit perfectly still obviously Mm -hmm. and then you have a whole mile worth of uh cable if you will that's attempting to lower this device into place and you know the it's like to try and hit this target one mile down from a moving position on top, and then you factor in all the ocean currents, you know, that are swaying this thing back and forth as you're trying to lower it. He says he's he was just laughing. He could not yeah. even believe that that's the official story that they're telling. That he goes, "There's no way any engineer could tell you that that's, you know, that's freaking, you know, a shot. There's no way you could even attempt it. It's it's impossible. They it's could like not. throwing a dart at a dartboard three miles away in a hurricane. That's about it." You're absolutely right, and so I, I just—I don't know. It makes me—I you know, keep trying to think about well, what is the, you know who benefits from this? What is the purpose? If if in fact there is some sort of a a cover-up going on, or or there's neg- you know there's people that are literally not even a, you know they're they're not even attempting to to solve the problem, and they're just you know they're just playing political games. I'm trying to figure out well, wh- you know who who stands to gain to gain from this whole, this whole process and and it's kind of left me scratching my head I, I really don't know what uh, what purpose you could have by by letting all that oil spill into the ocean and, and then you have the other problem of course that the EPA is has mandated that B, the BP stop using the chemical dispersants that you're using because they claim that they're too toxic oh. and, and so they have this other uh, this other chemical dispersant, and I believe it's called Seabrat, and apparently there is a hundred thousand gallons of this Seabrat, which is, you know, it's more environmentally sound for dispersing oil or helping to clean it up, and it's sitting in this warehouse out in Texas, and the guy is like, yeah, it's been sitting here for three weeks when when BP actually first ordered it, and you have BP claiming that oh, we don't have any. You know, we don't have a better solution than these toxic chemicals that we're using right now. And yet there's this other guy going, well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they ordered it three weeks ago. We have it. It's sitting right here. It's ready to go. All we need to do is ship it. I'm just waiting for the go-ahead. Wow. And so it's just like, what do you have to, what do you say about that? That just blows my mind. So yeah. I, 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 you know, I, that's, at a certain point, I, I put myself in the president's shoes and I'm like, and all he would have to do is spend, you know, 30 to 60 minutes on the internet, look at, you know, learning about some of the stuff that's out there. It's, it's not really that hard to find. And then get on the news and go, you know, or pick up the phone and start calling these people and make things happen. Well, yeah, or you, or you would think he would have his staff that would be right on top of all of this and and moving forward. Well, apparently his staff and uh, 
you know, these guys that were overseeing this whole process, they've been taking, you know, all kinds of, uh, well, I, I won't call them bribes, but um, gifts. You know, they've, they've taken company gifts from the oil companies to, uh, you know, tickets to baseball games and meals and all kinds of uh, incentives <laughs> to, well, I don't know why they were gifted all these things, but I can only imagine that uh, if you're going to give something to somebody, you probably were going to expect something in return. And I'm sure that these guys were just turning their turning their head the other way and and thinking, well, you know, hey, I got you know season tickets to the to the New York Yankees or something, so you know I'll just pretend that I didn't see that. So I, I don't know. I think there's a lot more uh, negligence at the highest levels, not only in the government or not only in the the company with BP, but also with with the government and with the oversight and and that entire thing. And I think that the reason that that Obama's kind of dragging his feet so much is, is much the same why Bush didn't come clean with some of the stuff that, uh, you know, that he was in hot water about, in particular the, uh, you know, spying on Americans and all of that kind of stuff, the warrantless wiretaps. You know, they, they, I think that there's a lot more going on that they know about that that uh, puts them in the hot seat. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's this thing could get really, really ugly here. And you would think it's not that hard to do the right thing. Yeah, I, I can't. You know, it must be yeah. tough. It must be tough to be a politician. You know, I mean, how you, you would think it's not that hard to do the right thing, but apparently, money talks. Well, and now you've got me wondering because we've we've seen a couple articles where it talks about you know already spending three hundred fifty million dollars, and I'm beginning to think like on what, like exactly. You no, know, you know the. The conspiracy, uh, the inconvenient truth part of me is like, well, you know, how do we, you know, have we followed the paper trail to see where the money really went? Is this just a way of siphoning off hundreds of millions of dollars from one place to another place with everyone thinking that it's going to uh, to fix this thing in the, in the Gulf and it's really just a red herring? You know, it's, uh, it's, certainly, it's certainly a possibility. I, I would say that there's definitely motive. Uh, for, for that case, absolutely. So, I, you know, <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting. I was, I'm reading this. Uh, you know, if this, what happens if if this top, you know, sixty to seventy percent success rate for this top kill plan that they have here. And so I'm like, well, what if it doesn't work? You know, what's the next step? What's their what's their backup plan? And you want to know what their backup plan is if that doesn't work? <laughs> I'm I'm scared. I'm they, scared. Uh, so, so right now we got oil spewing into the ocean, and they're like, okay, well, you know, we can't have that. Oil is bad for the ocean. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, dump a whole bunch of chemicals to make it better, right? That's yep. gonna solve the problem. Well, so if they try and plug the leak and they can't plug the leak, well, instead of just adding, you know, chemicals on top of this thing, well, we're gonna, we're gonna actually dump some gar, you know, fill the hole full of garbage. You know, we're gonna take old tires and golf balls and and junk basically and try and fill the hole that. Way. And I just, could, I, you know, I'm just like, man, I, I, I guess I should be president or something because these guys are freaking idiots. That's the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my whole life. Uh, you know, you just gave me a thought. <laughs> and I, I mean, you know, of course, that I'm one of the world's top uh, engineers and environmental cleanup experts, right? <laughs> right, right. Not, not. But I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, so take it from that perspective. But I'm thinking, we have this hole, so how deep into the ground does this hole go? 
You know, I hadn't even thought of that. That is a good question because it's, it's got to go like a fair distance, right? That's right. So, what would happen if you took a little bit of dynamite? <laughs> maybe they'd say like to blow the whole. Uh, uh, maybe we would blow the whole uh, golf up. I don't know. But you know, if you just like put them down beside the hole, blew that, and caused the ground to collapse into the hole. There you go. That's certainly a, certainly an idea. Yeah, I mean, you've got a, basically, you've got, I mean, there must be tremendous pressure coming up, right? Because you've got a, uh, a mile of ocean above it, and, it's, and the ocean water is not pushing into, the, into that. But I'm thinking, you know, if you broke it, now, this, you, could, you know, maybe what would happen is we would have a huge, massive hole, and we'd have a, a thousand times more oil coming out of it. I don't know, right? Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that's <laughs> something that kind of occurred to me as they're talking about plugging this thing up. I'm thinking to myself, well, Gosh, is that going to create a situation like a volcano? I mean, is it going to just start building pressure and more pressure and more pressure until all of a sudden the top just literally blows right off of this thing and and the problem is, you know, infinitely worse? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not an engineer, but I'm not hearing these kinds of discussions going on. And and it's it's like, you know, I'm just I'm just an average kind of person, but, but you know, these are the kind of questions that I think are, need to be addressed and... And I, I I feel for I feel for people that actually are engineers that are sitting there just so frustrated because they probably know exactly what to do or or more likely what not to do or things that are not going to work and the possible problems that are going to result from that. And these guys must just be you know they must just be tied up in knots inside trying to you know tr- you know watching all of this play out in front of them and 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 being helpless to do anything about it. Yeah, and. It really, the other thing that just blows my mind, because we've mentioned it sort of in passing a couple of times, is Hurricane Katrina. Right. So, you know, okay, it's not a hurricane, but you would think that after everything that happened there, that you would have had someone in some department somewhere sit down and say, okay, what we need is we need a faster response to potential issues, right? What are oh, yeah. Hurricanes, tidal waves, oil spills, because we've had tankers break down and spill oil and all the rest of it. I mean, it's not new, right? It's not a surprise. Right. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what, it could be, you know, think of all the major types of catastrophes that you could have. What are the, you know, what do we need? What do we want to do? How do we want to do it? And have some sort of rapid response team in place. You would you would absolutely think that, and you know you mentioned you know tanker spills. You know if you get on Google News right now, you can type in Singapore, and sure enough, the Maritime and Port Authority of Singapore said by mid-afternoon that an oil slick had formed measuring two and a half miles long and more than a half mile wide, because they had a tanker collision over there. Yeah, that's right. That's and it's right. just like it's just you know it's kind of like one thing after another here and. Uh, obviously, it's not making the same kind of news as the other spill because it's you know yeah. but, there's yeah. only a limited a supply of that stuff coming out of the tanker there. But but our point is yeah. this is not a uh, isolated type of incident. That's right. No, you're exactly right. This has happened before, and the you know the possibility exists certainly for it to happen again. And it's like, well, you know, are we ever going to learn from from these mistakes, or are we just going to you know, continue making them over and over and expecting the same result or expecting a different result? I mean, you know, it sounds pretty insane to me. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, let's maybe we should uh, kind of wind this up with one last article from okay. Washington D.C. Um, Admiral Robert J. Papp Jr. assumed command of the 24th as the 24th Commandant of the U.S. Coast Guard, uh, basically today. <laughs> Uh, Pap relieved Admiral Thad W. Allen of his position during a military ceremony at Fort Leslie McNair in Washington, D.C. I am honored to serve as the 24th Commandant of the Coast Guard, said Pap. When I assumed the duties from Admiral Thad Allen at noon today, it concluded a series of key rotations and marked the setting of a new watch to lead our services. During the ceremony, Secretary of Defense Robert Gates awarded Allen the Defense Distinguished Services Medal. Uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Janet... Na- <laughs> almost said Napoleon. <laughs> Napoli- Napolitano, sorry if I screwed up the name, presided over the change of command and awarded Allen the Homeland Security Distinguished Service Medal. While Tuesday's ceremony marks the end of his term as Commandant, Allen will continue to serve as the National Incident Commander for the Deepwater Horizon oil spill managing an unprecedented response effort. There we have that again, right? And you wow. flew over it, and I'm pretty sure you didn't see any Coast Guard guys running around. Yeah, it, it, was, <laughs> it was shocking. Wait, it, it, was gets, shocking. it mean, gets worse. Uh, Quote, <laughs> I have the utmost confidence in Admiral Papps and Admiral Bryce O'Hara's ability to lead the Coast Guard during a period of tremendous changes, challenges, and opportunities, said Alan. The new leadership. Huh? Wow, that's quite the that's yeah. quite the, the word for that, huh? Yeah, like yeah, it's going to put all the uh, oil companies out of business because you won't have to go down to the uh, gas station to fill up. Just go down to the beach. That's right. The new leadership team is well equipped to continue to elevate the value of the U.S. Coast Guard to America and the global marine community. So this is all happening like right in the middle of one of the most incredibly uh, incompetent crises uh, that that we've ever had like yeah, I, and they're I, giving away medals and they're giving these guys like hey you did just a great job uh, you know here's a medal we'll give you two medals like excuse me like if you'd have done a really good job we wouldn't have you know florida and the caribbean about to all close their beaches because of this oil coming there uh, we would have you know something anyway just it just absolutely uh, blows my mind. Uh, I, you know, I've heard that there are uh, ships that have like a vacuum, and they just vacuum up the oil and separate the oil and the water, and away you go. You know, like why don't you just mine the wa- the oil coming out of the? Uh, you know, I, I thought the exact when I was watching the live feed of that spill, or the, or the oil just pumping out of there, I thought the same thing. Why couldn't you have like a funnel-looking device that, you know? Catches most of it. There's, 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 yeah, you're sucking up all the water and all the, you know, and all the oil from it, and you're basically, you know, you're getting a water-oil mixture, and then you guys can take it in a tanker and take it off somewhere and separate it out, and and shoot, probably even turn a profit on it by by collecting all the oil that's pumping out of there for free. Yeah, and not only, you know, and we're not talking about something that's science fiction, because no. up in Canada you have the oil sands. And I didn't realize it, right? I mean, this is it. It was really difficult to get the oil out of there because it was expensive. And what I didn't realize uh, until very recently is the way it works is they pump water 
into this like limestone sands, I guess sandstone, not limestone. Okay. And the water pressure pushes the oil that's sitting in the limes in the sandstone up to the to the surface, and then they get it out. Well, it makes perfect sense. I mean, the oil and water don't mix, so all you got to do is pump the pump the water in, and the oil will you know will will obviously be already separated, and it'll come right out. That, that yeah. makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and so they pull the and they have to pull that concoction up, and then they have to separate it, right? So you know, to be able to to get it separated from the ocean, I don't think it's like a, yeah, I just think that would seem even easier, right? Yeah, yeah. How long would it take you to build it? I don't know, but I think if you you know galvanized and you spent well, let's see if you spent twenty dollars an hour, or let's say fifty dollars an hour, uh-huh. and uh, in an eight-hour day, that would be four hundred bucks okay. times uh, let's see times a thousand men working on it would be 400,000, 10,000 would be 4 million. We're still nowhere near 350 million dollars, are we? Not even close. So, you get some factories working around the clock, you ship it there. You got we've got these massive uh, military uh, air air carriers, right, that can almost take tanks around and drop them somewhere you want to have a fight. Yeah, absolutely. So, you should be able to like fast track all this stuff. That would make that would make good sense to me, and, and you know I think uh, the last thing I want to leave everybody with today because you, you'd mentioned when you were talking about those guys getting their medals, you know the la- one of the last things you said was about the global uh, maritime, I, community. Mar- maritime community. That's exactly it. Well, I found an article here that says Obama call for international order raises questions about U.S. sovereignty. And basically, this article is about Obama. You know, he's basically saying that we need to, you know, we need to. He wants to seek a new international order with other countries. You know, basically, you know, giving away some of our own responsibility and 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 more or less creating a uh, massive worldwide uh, political entity or or government entity. Uh-huh. And so, you know, as I, I posed the question, you know, kind of towards the beginning of this thing, and. And I guess we're coming full circle back to the back to it here is, you know, who stands to benefit from this? And I guess if you, you know, if you're somebody that wanted to rule the world and, you know, impose this uh, new world order, if you will, this is a perfect opportunity. You know, just let that thing just keep spewing it out, and and you know, we'll have the Gulf of Mexico will be ruined, Florida will be ruined. That will start creeping up the east coast of the United States. Before you know it, I mean, it's going to hit, catch all the ocean currents, and it'll be spreading everywhere, and everybody's going to get affected by this thing. And yeah. everybody's going to have this big call to call to action and say, "We have to do something about this." And boom, there you go. <laughs> World government is the solution, and I, I I I hope that's not what it's coming down to, because that is, gosh, that would be. I mean, I I, I can imagine a lot of people would would be very much in favor for that and think that we do need to, you know, to get uh, NATO, you know, a NATO type thing, but instead of being for just wars, you know, it, it's it's a global environmental protection agency of sorts. Yeah, well, that would be an inconvenient truth, wouldn't it? Uh, it certainly would. It certainly would. <laughs> well, I think, that's, uh, I think that's enough for today, Scott. That's uh, just certainly got my blood pressure going a little bit, so... Uh, 
I, uh, I did enjoy it, and I thank everybody for listening to our, to our show today. And uh, please send us your comments to secrettruths.com and let us know what you think. You know, if you guys have found some articles or some videos, we'd really like to see uh, if any of you guys have access to videos out there that are not not on the, the top of the Google list when we're searching for, for oil spill videos. I sure would love to see some other perspectives from maybe those other uh, additional 11, 11 video feeds that they're not showing us. And certainly we would like to see them, you know, see everybody put the pressure and keep the pressure on them to, you know, to make this, you know, as they attempt this next solution tomorrow, you know, let's, let's put the pressure on them to make it public, you know, leave that live video feed so we can see exactly what's happening in real time. And, you know, we'll all cross our fingers and hope that this just, that this thing works out and doesn't get any worse than it already is. That's right. That's right. And our prayers yeah. are with everybody that's being affected by it, for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Scott. It was a pleasure, and uh, we'll we'll talk to everybody next week. Have a great have a great one. See you next week, everybody. Bye bye. Thanks for bye-bye. joining us.